Hello and welcome back to the Anime Fridge. I am your host, Arthur, and with me as always is my wonderful co-host, B. Ryan. Brian, how are you this fine Sunday morning? Ohio, Minasan. I'm doing way better than um, last time. Um, it's good to hear. Feeling hear. good. I watched some anime in the morning, so that's always good as well. You know, I think I was just talking to you about you like literally five episodes, I mean, five minutes ago, but um, I'm just uh, like... I've been watching like four or five, four or five animes, like in the season, season, like <laughs> currently, like weekly. Wow. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I just been really enjoying doing that. I think it's always good. Um, like I love those seasons where I can watch multiple things at once. Cause I feel like when I watch one anime, when there's like only one anime, it's kind of different where, um, um, it doesn't feel like a ritual, you know, like I watch that one anime and sure, then it's kind yeah. of like, you know, 20 minutes over then it's kind of it. But when you have four or five, it's kind of like a dedicated hour. You know, you can get some snacks. That's uh, true. Yeah. You know, do a little, I don't know, just make it a night, you know, just enjoy it. And so that's what I appreciate these seasons, even though that um, it wasn't like the God tier when Odd Taxi, um, that Odd Taxi season where there was like four or five fucking good as fuck enemies. Yeah. Like Odd Taxi, Fruits Basket, Detective yes. Boys. It was, oh yeah, it was a big one. Yes. Yes. That fucking lined up. And so, definitely missed that season. But this one, it's been all right. You know, the enemies have been hit and miss, but that's okay. Oh, nice. I mean, I guess, give us a, what is your best show of the season so far? Well, okay, so I feel like concurrently, it has to be Summertime Render. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> in the new one, it's kind of hard because I feel like Devil the Part-Timer, I feel like I like the first season a lot. Um, it wasn't like, it wasn't like God tier, but like those 12 episodes went by really quick and just like, it was like yeah. a really like a, um, it was a, like easy watch. It was definitely like an easy watch. You can turn, tune off your mind and then you're good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah. the second season has been shit. Um, <laughs> so, so it has, it has to be, well, it's between Call of the Night and Run a Girlfriend. Um, oh no. I'm not like super hyped on Call of the Night. I think it's good. Definitely. Uh, but I'm not like dick riding it or anything. Yeah. But rent a girlfriend. I feel like rent a girlfriend is still kind of shit, and so I think <laughs> I have to go with Call of the Night. All right, that's fair, man. That's a yeah. fair one. Long but what's yours? Girlfriend. Oh, okay. For me, yeah. Also, um, continuing on is definitely summertime render. Um, that's a no-brainer so far. Every episode's been a banger. It's been good every time. Yes. Yes. And, for sure. But I suppose for uh, this new season, for non sequels. I'll say non-sequels is probably going to have to be also Call of the Night. That's how, you know, there really isn't much, like, to watch. I mean, I know people are talking about uh, Licorice or Recoil. That's, like, the number one streamed anime in Japan right now. Everybody's oh, watching yeah, I heard that, that one, too. Right? And, but I guess for sequels, it's probably Overlord, Overlord of the Fourth Season. I'm sure the light novel is better, but... Uh, Maybe Overlord or Made in Abyss. No, probably Made in Abyss. We'll go Made in Abyss. Yeah, I was going to say not even Made in Abyss. 
No, we'll go Made in Abyss. I think they're doing a good job of adapting the manga, actually. It's pretty much a scene for scene. And, yeah, they always do a good job. They they pretty much uh, give it the respect it deserves, honestly. So, it's good. Are you watching Classroom Elite? I'm not, no. You haven't seen any of the series? I have not. not seen any of it. Because I'm surprised that it's past uh, Made in Abyss. Yeah, I don't I don't understand that, but, you know, I know a lot of people have problems with Made in Abyss with, like, you know, children just peeing themselves and shitting themselves all the time, being tortured, essentially. I know people don't oh, like fuck. that. Well, yeah. Well, I think it also just has, like, the sequel syndrome where it doesn't have as much members, but, you That's know, true. it also has, like, that really good-ass fucking score. Yeah. It is true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Well, I guess with that, we are here to bring you some more anime, as we do. Uh, we have just a tiny bit of news, not not a lot. And then we're going to go through our plan to watch list, uh, Brian and I's, you know, and we're going to go back and forth and talk about what we want to watch, what we intend to watch, and just kind of go back and forth and see what we think about our plan to watch list. And after that, we're going to do a review on Inuo, which is a movie by Masaki Yuasa that just came out here in the states and so um Ooh. i'm excited to talk about it i know we talked about it last time a little bit we just i kind of gave you my quick uh you know quick kind of quick you know run through of it and that was it i didn't i tried not to give any spoilers or anything like that but yeah brian watched it also so we're here to bring you a, a review on it yes we're gonna give you a spoiler full review full review full nudity all right yes yes full frontal yeah okay hopefully and Go hopefully ahead. give you the William Defoe type full front frontal. Oh shit, man! All right, can't go wrong with William oh. Defoe, dude. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you know I'd always be ashamed because what if we were at the bathhouse, you know, together, <laughs> and you know we're just two guyjins just in the fucking <laughs> bathhouse, and he just shows me up like that in front of everybody. It's and game like, over. <laughs> it's game over. It's like <laughs> who, they have to think who's the abnormal abnormal one. Is it? Is William Defoe just really big, or am I just really small? And so, <laughs> it'd probably just bring um, um, chaos to a peaceful place, as such Definitely. as a house. Definitely would. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, with that, let's get into just this quick news that we wanted to mention. So, Sony being Sony, they've been doing a lot of crazy things, like buying up everything anime, you know, right stuff, Crunchyroll everything and then now because of inflation they're gonna increase the price of the ps5 essentially 50 bucks um worldwide to every country outside the usa and yeah that's uh that's pretty bad i guess you know i mean i understand why they're not gonna do it in usa i bet they'd get a lot of flack for it people probably wouldn't buy it oh yeah so it's anywhere outside the u.s yeah I didn't. I didn't know it was outside the U.S. I thought the U.S. was included. Nope, we're not included with that. So if you if you live here, then you yeah, nothing to worry about, I guess. But it is kind of dumb either way. I mean, they're a mega billion dollar corporation, and they can't afford this little loss just so they can get more sales. Seems kind of strange. Um, but right after they announced this, though, of course Nintendo said they're not gonna. They have no plans to do it. And then Microsoft also made a big announcement saying. We're staying the same price. So, I mean, yeah, it's obviously a smart thing to do because right now with the big console war going on with these three systems, even 50 bucks more, it's, that's that's a big deal. So that sucks for everybody outside the U.S. What, what do you think it is, Brian? You think it's a, a, a dumb player or what? 
Um, I don't know. I don't like being conspiracy theory tinfoil hat guy. <laughs> but sometimes I feel like companies just love saying the pandemic. Oh um, yeah, it's right. Excuse and it's like, oh, let's just bump up some prices. What are we gonna call it? <coughs> pandemic. I mean, and then just have an excuse for whatever you know to do whatever the fuck like shitty business practice they want to do. Because I think it's kind of odd that right. the Switch and the Xbox you know aren't changing because i feel like they're in the you know they're in the same market they use the same parts you know like you know chips they all require the same components essentially right right you know they might be using different brands and sourcing from different places um i don't think so actually i think they're all the same they're all the same place oh you think so Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure they are yeah so i don't know i just feel like it does feel kind of weird to me um i just feel like sony has just Especially with since Sony has been on one for lately, you know, <laughs> yeah. and so I feel like ever since like the whole Spider-Man Disney thing kind of like happened, they're like, okay, let's just try to like money whore everything and let's try to buy everything up and yeah, you know, increase those profits. And so I don't like it. I think it's kind of bullshit, especially since like it's making it even more like harder to get because yeah, you know, those motherfuckers are expensive, and then they're also really hard to find exactly you know even like it's been like what two years it's ridiculous yeah since like release and hardly anybody has a fucking ps5 it's so fucking weird i think this is like the weirdest i think consoles are just gonna get phased out honestly but uh yeah i 100 percent, brian i think you hit it right on the head there because I, i'm i know people that have ps5s but not as much as like when uh the ps4 got announced everybody and their yeah. mama had a ps4 within the year you know yeah so it's crazy man it's it's getting crazy out here i don't know what this means i, I think yeah i think it's just so weird and then like the whole i feel like ever ever since like the ps2 you know that's probably like the heyday of consoles of like you know the xbox maybe xbox 360 and then ps2 and probably the wii you know sure yeah yeah but I don't know. I just feel like they're trying to slowly phase away consoles. But I feel like they do kind of serve... Like, not everybody has a PC. But I don't know. I think the gaming industry is just kind of weird, you know, to begin with as well. Well, I mean, I know that Xbox is trying to phase out the console. Obviously, they don't really care about it because they're going to start putting pretty much Xboxes and TVs, you know. You can just get a control connect your controller to the TV and then you can cloud game with Game Pass and then you don't need to have a console anymore. Yeah, it's like the best thing to do. So, it's going to be weird how they do it, obviously, but we'll see what happens and with this PS5, you know, we'll see if uh, they start losing sales outside the US. I mean, I can see it happening because 50 bucks here may not seem a lot, but outside the country, that's probably a lot of money for other people. They can barely afford a PS5 already, probably. Yeah. Yeah, they're expensive, man. 500 bucks is not cheap. luxury. Yeah, it's yeah. That's money that you can go to your groceries, to anything else, and you're gonna buy a console, and then you have to buy the games with it, and games, then you have to $60. buy PS Plus. It's, you know, it's just, it's I don't know. We'll see what happens here. Well, could you also explain a little bit on Xbox Game Pass? Because I feel like okay, they're kind of phasing out buying games as well and just getting <laughs> the Game Pass. Yeah, you know. Because I hear a lot of games come out on the Game Pass or, like, on the first day, um, they gave you, like, a full version. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, the thing about Game Pass, it's probably, like, it's the the best deal in gaming, no doubt. Even if you have a PC and you have an Xbox, you have those two consoles. Game Pass includes games on PC, 
Uh, I believe that we're going to get that one game with uh, a guy from Walking Dead. What was that game called, Brian? Uh, oh, the Telltale Stories? No. Um, no, no, no. Oh, Death Stranding. Yes. Oh, that. Death Stranding. Okay. Yeah, we're going to get that on on, um, on PC now, and it's going to be free on Game Pass, uh, stuff like that. So, you know, I don't know how much Xbox is putting into Game Pass. I know it's a lot of money. I know uh, Cooking Simulator came out, and they made it exclusive to Xbox because Xbox paid like 600 grand to put it on Game Pass day one. Yeah, they've been doing a lot of stuff like that, too, especially if they're Microsoft games, like everything Bethesda, um, all that. So, yeah, Game Pass is the best deal you can get right now. You have even the Series S or the old Xbox, you can get a bunch of free games and just play them. You don't like it, uninstall it, try the next, like, 100 or 200 they have on the list there. There's a ton of games. Exactly. And another thing that just came out, EA is being bought out by Amazon. I I don't know what this means. Uh, it's gonna, I don't know, this makes zero sense to me, but <laughs> why not? They have the money, I guess. What the fuck? They're just gonna buy shit now. No, well, it's weird because they're canceling all their fucking games as well. Because I heard, you know, how like everybody used to roast fucking FIFA and 2K for, um, always coming out every year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, apparently, FIFA, I think that's the last FIFA game. Wait, um, really? They're gonna release, yeah. I mean, I'm what? not sure if they're gonna like take out fifa out of it you know kind of like the brand deal and just yeah. make their own soccer game but fifa as we know it um i think they're only gonna have one more game and that's it wow that's mm-hmm. um i don't even i mean i'm sure that's like their biggest money thing right there that and madden and these fucking sports games that people keep 2K, buying every year yeah i don't understand basketball. i don't understand how people buy these games okay so i'm looking up here and it says Amazon not buying EA. It says reports refute rumors that Amazon is set to buy EA. So maybe it's not happening at all. Maybe it was a rumor that went out of control. Yeah, that kind of spread too far. Yeah, so maybe not. So, with I mean, obviously, uh, Microsoft with Game Pass, they have EA as their partners as well. And everything that EA releases, you can get on, like, on Game Pass too. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what they do there. So it, it seems strange. We yeah, got no more EA with their game because EA sucks too. They made the newest Pets yeah. vs. Zombies and it was awful and horrible. It was rushed. It was just, <laughs> I mean, I know it's like a game that it doesn't matter, but PVZ Garden Warfare 2 came out and it was a really good game. And Yeah, I was going to say that, that it has like a cult following and that it did release like really good games that everybody like enjoyed, you know? Right, they were great until uh, this new one came out, which was just laggy, horrible. It just, no. Just stop, EA. Please stop. Mm-hmm. Arturo Chen, I have a question for you. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Do you think that we're kind of in, like, a, kind of like in the in an era, maybe, kind of like a very transitional era? Era. Okay. Um, I guess I would say we're in where like a lot of the things that like you know, like we're shifting to different platforms. I mean, different, like, all of the things that, like, how we consume media and the media we consume is kind of shifting in the way how, like, cable to, like, Netflix (coughs) streaming services um, is kind of shifting. Because I feel like the whole video game thing just doesn't feel the same as it used to be. It feels, um, I don't know, it just feels kind of odd the way they release games and just kind of, like, you know, how they release it, you know, the whole free-to-play, which I think is good. Yeah. Um. And stuff like that, the Xbox consoles, PC and shit like that. Yeah. Um, how 
Regal and AMC, I think both are going under. I think Regal. Oh um, God. I think it claimed like a. I think they're closing all of them. I think Damn. they declared bankruptcy or something like that. Let me look it up just to be sure. Jesus, um, really? But like, like even after the pandemic, like I feel like, um, because you know we're talking about Inu O, and how there was like hardly anybody, um, um, there. Right. Which kind of sucks because you know oh, it was a good movie and Science Saru should always support him and you Saki Muasa. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Um it's always good to see. But like even if you go to like a regular movie, um, they don't fill up as much as they did and even like, you know, getting discount Tuesdays oh, and yeah. shit like that has been different. And then the whole streaming, I feel like streaming's becoming a weird thing where there's like a whole bunch of them and like That's the worst. And like, you know, um getting like a million of them and they're basically ch- like cable i just wanted to see your thoughts like do you think we're like in a weird like we're turning into the future like you know maybe like transitioning to another thing and shit like that you know i would i want to say yes but what would that be because um i know a lot of people will say that vr is going to be the next biggest thing but i i don't who i don't know anybody that owns a vr headset <laughs> you know like i just no one i do Oh, you know someone. Okay, well, I'm sure there's like two two people or maybe one person, but like yeah, that's true. No one really has it. Like a console, you know, everybody. You're like, okay, what do you have? Nintendo, Xbox, Sony. And they have one of the three at least usually, and but yeah. But in reality, though, I think the future of gaming seems to be mobile gaming on your damn phone. Seriously, mm. I don't know if that's really the case or not, but a lot of games are coming out on phones, whether it be gotcha games or just these little games, and because and, phones are getting more powerful, that's how I mentioned before, and they can handle these like Genshin and these bigger games nowadays. So that could be it, but then again, gaming mm. as a whole is bigger than Hollywood now. It's bigger than, you know, it, it makes more money than Hollywood, which makes sense why Xbox is putting all this money and they're taking these huge losses on the Xbox consoles where I think it cost them like $400 to make and it's like 500 bucks. That's like, that's a, that's a big loss in reality. But yeah. being a multi-billion dollar company, no, trillion dollar company now, they're trillionaires. That is nothing for them. They'll take that loss so they can invest in Game Pass and get that money back. But I think when it comes to gaming, I think we're still going to be in the same kind of, you know, little bubble still until something explodes, whether it be everybody streaming it on their TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think for now, we're staying the same in gaming. But, yeah, I think in movies, though, Brian, I think 100% you're right. No matter what, you go to the theaters on, like, Fridays now. Um, the theaters aren't as full no more. It was really hard to find a seat. You had to get a ticket almost a week ahead of time. And yeah. you can kind of just walk up now, you know. You, you, I, I go to watch Inuo, and there's literally one other person there. And um, yeah. I go watch Takagi's on it, and it's the same thing. There's, like, five people at the theater. I don't know if it's our demographic being in Utah here. Maybe that's the problem. Anime is just not big here. But I don't, I don't believe that because... Fanex always blows up every year. It, it's huge, you know, and everybody dressed up as fucking weebs or takus, and you see everybody wearing their shirts too, anime shirts. Everybody watches anime nowadays. So I think when it comes to the theater in general, I think that could be a problem because um, if, if, you, if what you said is right about AMC and Regal going out of business, then who's next? Cinemark, Jordan Commons? Possibly. I mean, yeah, I can see it yeah. happening. Yeah, because it says here, like I was looking up the whole Regal thing. Yeah. Um, 
where it says like it's more like a strategic option but it says like even oh. like you know the highest grossing movie of this like year top gun yeah um hasn't been anything close to like 2018 or like shit like right before like the pandemic where um it's just not like bringing in enough money for like the theaters even though it's like the highest grossing movie you know oh my like goodness wow help keep them afloat and so and i guess they're doing something three ticket movies i'm not even sure what it is free ticket movies um, really well i'm it's this national cinema day whatever the fuck that is what the fuck is i don't okay. know when that is but maybe we should go watch a three dollar movie <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah it's just kind of i feel like streaming might take a lot of it there was also ah there was something i was gonna say um fuck i'm not exactly sure okay yeah. well Streaming headbone now because I know Disney Plus just announced they have hit more uh, streamers than Netflix now, which I don't believe. They they said okay, this is what they said, and I this is I think this bullshit numbers how they're doing it, but whatever. Disney Plus has passed more than Netflix streamers with all three platforms combined, so ESPN, Hulu, and Disney. I mean, no shit, right? I mean, come on, really? I mean, you gotta do just the Disney Plus, but. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, that's 220 million with all three combined. I mean, fine. You're a little ahead of Netflix, but that's still people already had Hulu for a long time. You had it for almost like for decades, Brian. You know, you had it for a yeah. long time, and yeah. people have had it way ES- longer than Netflix. That's right. And then people have ESPN for a long time, and so they're combining those two with uh, I don't know. It seems kind of strange to uh, add their three platforms to just say Disney Plus is past. Netflix. I'm like, Netflix. Okay, whatever. Yeah. I think there there's like a lot of like, you know, mental gymnastics where like, you know, you gotta shift this and that. Yeah. Just exactly. to like kinda make it like seem sense or make it make it make sense, you know? Right. Yeah. And uh, could I go on a separate tangent? Yeah, go for it. Okay, what do you think about four K? Because honestly I feel like everything is like aggressively marketed <laughs> as fucking four K. And personally I think it's fucking stupid because you know, we talk about gaming 4K, where, you know, to game 4K, it's fucking hard. Especially if you want to play, like, these AAA blockbusters. Like, if you want to play Warzone in 4K, you know, you're going to have to spend, like, at least, like, I don't know, like, a fucking, like, five grand. Have, like, the at best least, graphics yeah. card, CPU, all that shit, and a monitor. And then you're probably still going to get, like, really shitty frame rates and, sh- like, stuff like that. Where, like, you'd rather just play in 2K because, like it'll make more sense right you know like it'll be easier on the computer and it'll just like you know it's not that noticeable difference and then the whole shit was tv where you get a 4k tv but then you know they say it's like 4k streaming but it's like really compressed and like it looks really (laughs) shitty and so like you don't get that like really big beautiful picture that's right and so um i don't know i guess i just wanted to say that i kind of hate the 4k marketing thing because i feel like 4k like, people talk about 8K, 12K, whatever the fuck that is. Right. But, like, I feel like we can't even do 4K right, you know? No, and 100%. So, yeah, just what do you think about that? Some okay, so this is well, this is my thought on this. I'm pretty much with you on everything except for maybe physical media. Obviously, mm. when you buy a 4K disc, I have Infinity War, Endgame, um, It, Chapter 1 and 2 on 4K. And yes. All them though, this is how they this is how they did it back then. When Blu-rays came out, they gave you a Blu-ray and then they give you the DVD, right? Now yeah. they now what they do, they give you the 4K, they give you the 4K, Blu-ray, DVD, Blu-ray. and a digital. They give and you they all four. The fucking all. 
They give you all four. And when I watch a 4K movie on my TV that's supposedly 4K, and you put it in your X boner, which runs 4K supposedly, yeah, it looks mm-hmm. good. It has that really high definition. And then you're right. See, I think that's the only way it works properly. 4K disc yes, to a 4K. Yes, I think you're 100% right. 4K true player, like an Xbox One Series X, into a 4K HDR compatible TV. That's probably the best mm-hmm. way to do 4K today. But other than that, it is impossible because, yeah, we just said gaming, supposedly the, four, the Xbox can do 4K true gaming, 120 hertz. And it pretty much can't. But it can do, like you said, 1440, which is 2K pretty much, in 120 yeah. hertz. And that's the best way to do it. And same with monitors. 4K monitors are ridiculously expensive that can run 120 hertz. You have to pretty much go for 1440p monitor to run 120 hertz. That's your best combo to this day right now. And it's just, no, especially when you, when you pay 20 bucks for Netflix for the 4K streaming crap, you're literally paying for 1080p because it's going back. Yeah. You can't do yeah, it. It's getting compressed. Yeah, it doesn't right. do it. So, yes, right now, I think 4K is dumb. The only way you can do it is to get the physical media, which, you know, I'm not a big advocate in the first place of physical media anymore. But with movies that I really enjoy, like uh, Endgame and Infinity War and It, I bought those. And I think that's pretty much the only way. But in the especially, I think it's even funnier when they go back in time to like these movies like what ghostbusters and they oh it's 4k now and I'm Came, like, yeah okay, remastered well, really i don't i don't know not not my thing but yeah 4k is mm-hmm. dumb it's being pushed on and then yeah like we're getting 8k now and 12k it's like blind your retinas with this and i'm like uh 1080p with you know uh violet evergarden on netflix would look the same as like i don't know it's dumb dude it's it's yeah. ridiculous I, I definitely agree. I think definitely physical media is like the only way to get this kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah. it's it's weird because I feel like 4K has been around for like a long time. It seems like at least five years, you know? It's been long for longer than that, dude. Yeah, I feel like 4K has been a thing for like a very long time. And I think it's just so weird that in 2022, you know, we still haven't completely mastered it. And like we talk about 8K and like dumb shit like that, but like... Like, you know, I feel like it's just like a weird situation where it's been a long time, but we're not there yet, and we still look to the future. And so I, don't, I have no idea. The reality of it is, Brian, most humans can tell a difference between if you give them, here's 1080p and here's 4K. I dare you to show your mom, you know, here's two videos, which one's 4K? She won't tell the difference. You know, I, I was showing my mom, yeah. like, well, this is in 4K. She's like, I couldn't care less, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, she's like, I don't know what that even means. And, yeah, she does not care about 4K. She says it looks the same as when I'm watching Netflix. And I'm like, well, fair, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, but okay. So it, it, it's just, it's not there. Human eyes won't, won't even capture 8K and then 12K. We're, it's, we're not built that way anyway, so whatever. Yeah. We'll yeah. see where it goes. It's bullshit. It's BS. Okay, Okay. without ranting, Brian, you want to get into our plan to watch list? Uh, Yes. Um, Should I start? Start us off, man. Okay, cool. So I think the first one I want to talk about is Paprika. Oh, Um, my God, Brian. Just because it's always been like, it's weird. I feel like it's not like like super like boasted out there. Like it's not like, um, I feel like it's more like if you know, you know kind of shit. Okay. But... I like paprika because I um I just 
hold up let me pull up some let me pull up the Maya just so I don't get my uh share share wrong yeah no problem pull it up man pull that beautiful movie up that inspired inception yeah inception exactly and I feel like I kind of hate how people kind of dismiss you know like in like anime in like mainstream movies like in nope there was like a fucking there was like a there was like a Akira. I mean, there's been Akira references in a lot of fucking media. Oh yeah, absolutely. But um, ah yes, Madhouse. Oh, I think it's just like an old Madhouse film, I guess. Really, but as you said, it inspired Inception, and it just seems like a really good movie. Um, that like, I I watched like the first ten minutes. Yeah. And I I kind of fell asleep because I tend to watch anime like like very late at night or like when I'm trying to sleep, you know. Yeah. And so. Um, and then also there's, it's also been in the news lately cause I think they're trying to make a live action film version of it, which I'm not sure how it's going to work out. Oh, wow. And, um, uh, and this was the movie <laughs> when I picked perfect blue, I thought it was paprika. <laughs> and so that's why we watch fucking perfect blue, perfect blue. But yeah, I think that's my first pick of what I want to watch. And obviously it must be said the director's Toshi Kon, you know, he, um, he passed away, but he has done just mm. phenomenal work in general. He hasn't done anything bad, which is unfortunate because obviously he didn't really have the opportunity to mess up because he was uh, he didn't work on anime for too long. So, yeah, he he yeah. was he was an, he's an amazing director, probably the best of all time, possibly. Yeah, he also directed Perfect Blue. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, and the JoJo the JoJo um, OVA was I think. That's right. I think it just is episode five, which I don't, I have no idea what episode it is because I don't see it. Oh but, God! Yeah, but yeah. Okay, I guess segueing off of you, Brian, I'm gonna jump into a, also a movie called My My Miracle. So mm-hmm. this movie came out in 2009, uh, so I believe it was the same year as Howl's Moving Castle. Was that one that came out? And this caught my attention because it came out the same year. So obviously Hayao Miyazaki's film just you know, uh, colossal over this film. And everybody was talking about how good Halloween Castle was, and this one was never mentioned until a lady, which she has done the anime encyclopedia, she did a review of this and of How's Moving Castle. And she said that How's Moving Castle oh. was kind of a middle-of-the-road movie, and she would no. 100% recommend My My Miracle more. It is pretty much a movie for kids, but meant for adults, because... It gives you these nostalgia vibes of when you were a kid because these are adults that go back in time of how they were playing as kids. And she said this movie was a 10 out of 10. So I added it to my list a long time ago when I heard her talking on Anime World Order about it. And I added this back in, I don't even know, 2010. Long time ago, I added this to my anime list. And I have still not yes. watched it. I have it downloaded to on a USB. So I can just plug it in whenever I want and just watch it. But I just, I never got to see it. It is on my list of shame because I need to watch it but i know it's a very mixed feeling of whether it's really boring or it's a masterpiece so we'll see what i Uh think of it when i get to it well it kind of like just based off like that really short description it kind of reminds me a little bit of my neighbor totoro you know yeah where it's kind of like you know instead of like a treehouse i think as you said you know it was like the forest and shit like that and just kind of two kids playing and shit i don't know i might be completely wrong on that all right and let me correct myself I was wrong. It was not How's Moving Castle. It was Ponyo. That was the comparison. That was the ah. same year. That was my bad. Ah, okay. Makes more Makes sense, sense now. <laughs> yes. But isn't Ponyo a more recent movie, though? Yeah, well, 2009. At the same time. Ah, okay. 
Okay. Okay, excellent. So There's my good. next one, um, I think it has to be Fully Cooley. Because, oh, wow. you know, I think it's like one of, I think it's, all, what is it, like six episodes? Um, <laughs> yeah. Was it made by the same people who made, uh, um, uh, what should we call it? Um, Evangelion? Cup. Cowboy Bebop? Oh, is it is it made by Evangelion? Yeah, I believe uh, it's Hideaki Anno, yeah. Okay. Well, Same director. Evangelion, and then the music was um, produced by Noon Jabez, I think. Oh, yeah. shit. Noon Jabez, and so I hear like it has like a really cool story, a lot of great music, and um, yeah. Oh, I kind of do see like the, the art style of um, Evangelion in, in like the picture. Oh, nice. But yeah, yeah. that is definitely my pick, Fully Cooly. Easy watch, mm-hmm. Brian. Easy watch. So yeah. obviously they made sequels to it, but don't don't bother with them. Yeah. I heard people don't watch the alternative <laughs> and like um I forgot what the other one's called. Uh progressive. Progressive, yeah. But I also feel like um I also feel like it's kind of a. it was like kind of like prime adult swim, you know? That's true. Absolutely. Or like back at adult swim vibes. Kind of like the same when you know I don't know. I feel like whenever I think about those films, I think about Fully Cooly, Cowboy Bebop, Naruto, and then Dragon Ball Z, especially when the Majin Buu era came out. Oh yeah, I agree. I mean, it's a pu- mm-hmm. it's a, it pretty much if you watched it when you were a teenager, it hits you even harder because it's a puberty show, like puberty, puberty, puberty. So yeah. Ah. Okay. Yep. All right. That's a good one, Brian. You need, you need to watch that. It's it's the easy watch anyway. All right. Here is my next one. This one is called Giant Robo, the animation the day the earth stood still. This is an OVA. These are OVA, seven episodes only. And get this, Brian. Seven episodes, it aired in 1992, and it stopped airing in 1998. Oh, yeah. Oh, whoa. That's right. That's almost yeah. 10 whole years, man. That's, that's, eight, that's six years, though. That's a long time still for just seven episodes. This happens yeah. because... Obviously, back then in Japan, they had um, they funded the episodes for OVAs, and they didn't get the funding, and it took forever. And pretty much every episode was like an hour and a half long, an hour long or so. And a lot of directing changes happened as well, I believe, in this one. But apparently, it is one of the best OVAs ever made in anime. People always argue that. So, well, I took it from I added it too a long time ago. Uh, it's one of those that obviously you got to pirate because it's just an OVA that's not you know, executed by anybody. So I'm excited for this. Um, I like giant robots and it's a very kind of gives you, um, an old art style feel here. And obviously I think it's going to be a lot of changes within the episodes because of uh, the directing changes and the studio changes. Maybe not sure what exactly went into all of that. I don't know the exact details of what happened, but it's a big OVA that's famous and everybody loves a giant robo. Just like just the name of it sounds pretty like (laughs) generic, right? Giant robo, but it's a robo yeah it's a good one it's a good one apparently i had to watch it another list of shame that i need to watch that's it for that one dude it's a fast one okay um i think for me my next one is gonna be um ginja iyu denetsu or legend of the galactic heroes oh man yeah good one um it also says it's an ova does it not have a lot of episodes or is it just one episode it's 110 episodes dude oh what the fuck <laughs> why is it called an ova okay it's an o they're ova still they don't think they aired on tv oh huh well the only reason why i want to watch this is because um i want to see if the hype is real or not everybody says that it's like super god tier that is like one of like creme de la creme fucking anime 
Um, but and it's also number eleven on the top anime list. Um, it was it like number two point, for a long time. Nine point zero three, and so um, yeah. I mean, I'm just kind of. It's kind of like in the same way of uh, Evangelion, where you know it's a lot of hype. It's a lot of you know like um, uh, a lot of people talking about it, saying that it's like the greatest shit ever. But I've never seen it, and so I don't even know much about it. So, but yeah, it's pretty much space opera to the max. That's what you, that's what it is. Yeah. Have you watched it? I have not watched it either. Once again, also on my plan to watch, very, very, very list of shame here for me. I need to watch as well because for the same reasons you said, with all the hype about, you know. And obviously, it was in licensing hell for a long time, but Hyde, I picked it up. So, I mean, you can watch it there. But here's a big but, Brian, and I don't mean your booty. The big but here is that when the, the sub came out, the fan subs came out, this show has over 100 characters. So whenever a oh, character, <laughs> whenever a character appeared on screen, they had the name on them. Like you know, One Piece does that, right? Has the name of the uh-huh. person and their bounty and all that. This the fan, the fan subbers did the same thing. They put the name of the person on there so you can remember who the fuck they were, what their alliance is, what do they do, and everything. It made sense for a refresher because you haven't seen them for like twenty episodes and a lot of characters happen. But now in High Dive, that kind of all went away. So people are saying the best way to watch it is probably still the fan sub, and. <laughs> It's unfortunate. Yeah, on the seven C. It's unfortunate, but that's probably you know sometimes sometimes the fan servers knew what the people wanted, and this is it made sense to do it this way. Yeah, what the needs were of the fans. That's right. That is right. Ah, So is it kind of um, is it kind of like Games of Thronesy, where it's kind of like an epic where like it goes like a lot of years, a lot of characters, a lot of people, a lot of plots. Yeah. Yep. It's definitely that kind of vein. Oh yeah, it's it's a huge one. I heard if okay. you like writing, this is a writing show. It's it's, it's written well, and they made a yes. remake obviously now, and uh, they they have remakes coming that came out. Oh, I haven't heard about those. Yeah, 2017, and then they're making movies now. So yeah, they're doing the whole thing all over again, I believe. But you know, with Pretty mm-hmm. Boys, of course, as you do. Oh, the best thing. That's right. Okay. I'm trying to just do shows, Brian, that you probably never even heard of. So I'm trying my best for it. I don't think you have heard of those so far. Have you, any of those? No, no, I have not, but I have added them to my list. Okay, here's another one for you. This is uh, another, it says, what does it say here? OVA, movie, not sure. It says one episode, so it's a movie. 45-minute movie. It's called Bobby's Girl. And it is Bobby Ni Kubitake. And it also Bobby's in deep. Not sure which one's correct. Forty-five minute little movie that not sure what it's about really, but I just heard it is masterpiece for the eyeballs. It has a five point nine five though yeah. on the anime <laughs> list. So I'm not sure exactly what that means. I mean, the person that I heard review this is very credible to me. Um, so we'll see how I think of it. I mean, it's a forty-four minute film. It can't, you know, it, it won't waste your time with uh, even if you hate it or not. But I heard it's just a visually a masterpiece. And looking at the cover art here, I can kind of see that it looks interesting, I guess. Yeah. I mean, just by the way you explained it, I feel like, and only having 4,000 members, you know, <laughs> just because, like, it is experimental. One review can fuck it up. And sometimes it's, like, kind of those shonen guys who are like, this isn't shonen. <laughs> fuck this. And, like, That's you know, true. gives it a bad rating. So sometimes rating, especially when it's this small, um, doesn't tell the whole, you know, picture. That's right. Yep. Also, a Madhouse, we'll be the judge of that. Madhouse show back in 1985. So it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, Brian. And what What's was the Robo oh. Robo what? Giant Robo, the animation. The day the Earth Giant stood Robo. still. Okay. Thank you, Senpai. Yeah. Cool. Uh my next one is uh Code Geass. Oh my um, goodness, wow. It is something that I've never watched, but it's kind of <laughs> the same thing where like I grew up with it. You know, our cousins watched it a lot. Um I'm pretty sure they also liked it. I remember them like really like it, really liking it. Um, but yeah, I just heard a lot of good things about Code Geass. Fuck the people on the internet who kind of spoiled the ending. Um, you know, you're a bitch. Fuck you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I heard Code Geass is really great. Um, and yeah, uh, I mean that's about it. It's just something from my past that I remember for like a really long time. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, just never watched it. And then it also seems really critically acclaimed because it's also in top animes. I mean, not saying that the top anime section in my anime list is like, you know, <laughs> like the fucking, you know, the word of truth. In gospel. But, yeah. yeah, it's not the gospel, but, you know, I also just like looking at it, you know, because it does have some good shit. And I think it's kind of fair for sure. the most part. Yeah. That's a good point. Mm. And uh, obviously now that they with the ending, I know you haven't, the ending happened and then they made movies of after the ending and it's you know i haven't seen any of those yet but uh i don't know if that could be any good or not really code Geass was a it, fine show is it just one of those like kind of like like maybe like editor coon i was like hey we gotta milk this a little bit well i would say maybe but it came out years and years later decades later so i don't know because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know the the name of the fucking movie is actually a spoiler to the show it's Lelouch's revival. It's like okay. wait, hey, wait, hey, hey. <laughs> well, you know that happens at the ending already. You know what happens. At okay, the yes, but still. All right, all right. Still. My bad. My bad. Okay, I'll we'll do two more each, and I'll do one more that Brian has not heard of, and then I'll do one that is kind of one that I'm sure everybody has heard of, and you know, whatever. No, nothing, nothing crazy here with the writing. Okay, mm-hmm. so. Here it is. This is called Royal Space Force, The Wings of Onimias. Uh, so this is another show done by... Wait, could you say that again? The Royal Space Force, The Wings ah, okay. of Onimias. Yeah. Thank you. So this is another movie. I got a lot of movies that I need to watch here. But this is a two-hour movie, and this is done by Hideki Anno as well. He did a lot of uh, the key animating, special effects. This is back when he was starting off, not directing anything, just being an animator, you know, Anno. So before Evangelion and all those, he was just animating, you know. Obviously, Hideki Anno is extremely talented. He helped uh, Miyazaki work on um, the, the Wind Rises. and No, the, the, other, the other film, the older one, where he did the explosion part with the big robot. It looks super cool. Anyway, yeah. he's amazing at that. So this this movie's gonna look great, and it's this movie is super controversial. It has to be said. The main character <laughs> is this really good guy, but he tries to rape the main girl here, right? And oh he, god! But he thinks though, what he did is bad, and he thinks about it, and like, it's like it's done in I guess it's done. No one likes what he did in the show. He's not like oh yeah, he's a man. He has to he has to do that no matter what. It's you have no choice. You're a woman. No, he does it. It's a bad thing what he did. He's, you know, is I haven't seen the movie at all, but I know about that scene. Cause it's always talked about all the time that oh, it's a masterpiece except for that part. People say that mm. part fits with the show though, with the movie, and it fits in just right because it's the not themes. The themes exactly, and it's not mm-hmm. a good thing what he did. So, 
I'm excited okay. to see it anyway, too. A two-hour movie, Hideyaki Oyano has something to do with the effects, animation. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. So. Okay. So I, too, will uh, mimic your structure, oh. um, where I guess this one was kind of like... Um, I think what I'm kind of doing is like basic... Uh, I'm like doing like basic anime that er- like, uh, like everybody's like, you got to watch like <laughs> it's kind of like the medium level right because you know right. the beginner level is like kind of like naruto oh you gotta watch attack on titan and shit like that and then you level up you know the intermediate <laughs> oh you gotta watch um uh code Geass. you gotta watch the 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 ginyu eyo denetsu and then <laughs> the next one as i'm gonna tell you is a monster oh brian yeah yeah and so i always hear monster is always the top of everybody's list you know you hear people's like very like you know anime quote-unquote experts whatever the fuck that means you know <laughs> anime enthusiast i think i I prefer enthusiasts better than experts yeah. um because like expert just sounds like a clickbait title <laughs> but uh yeah so i think this is also like everybody's list is something that everybody should watch classic madhouse i think I, I listed a lot of madhouse i think they might all be madhouse films oh jesus um, yeah for the majority i just i listed a lot of what made madhouse, madhouse great that's true um but anyways yeah this is just on everybody's list i have no idea what the show is about i know that the anime the manga is also really coveted as well and so yeah yeah monster is amazing it is it is longer i think 70 episodes brian around there 70 plus but mm-hmm. It is a good show, you know. It just it's pretty much cat and mouse. The anime. Anytime you ask oh. any any anime enthusiast, as Brian said, um, what anime would best work in live action? The answer is Monster. It is really? Monster. Every time it's there, it's perfect. It's done. You got a German German guy in Japan. It's just it's Doctor Tenma. It's a great great anime. Amazing psychological. You know, fuck with your brain, killings, you know, true crime. If you're a true crime fan, true crime is huge nowadays. You'll love Monster. This is a great show. Hits everything that you would want in uh, this kind of show, in my opinion. It's amazing. Ooh. Um, um, so would you say that is Death Note leveled up, evolved? Oh, way Death better Note than Death Note. Yeah. has turned into Monster Kun? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. If you want to do yeah. that. Oh, yeah, it's also here in the bottom where it says recommendations. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it is Cat and Mouse's Death Note, too, so sure. Okay, cool. All yeah, right. That's mine. So here's my last one that I'm sure a lot of people have heard of. Is uh, You know what? Maybe you haven't heard of it, Brian. But maybe you have. Uh, it's well known, though. It's called Barefoot Gen. Uh, Barefoot what? Gimp? Barefoot Gen. Gen. Uh, G-E-N. Oh, okay. It's his name. So this so story. So is it Hadashi no Gen? Yes, Hadashi no Gen. This happens three years after the between uh, the you know the Hiroshima bombing. So mm-hmm. it's essentially a boy trying to reclaim his life. There's not a lot of food, you know. It is a, one of people say it is a Japanese sympathizer kind of movie, and I don't necessarily agree because I think it's kind of ridiculous that whole thing of the Japanese did wrong. Not everybody did. They did. Obviously, they're horrible people for what they did to the Chinese. That was disgusting. Yeah. But the, the I don't know if this the the civilian, the citizen, really deserved that bombing. That's kind of ridiculous. But this is them, how they're suffering because of the effects of, 
you know, uh, how our political leaders pretty much made this happen. So it, it is kind of bullshit. And yeah, this boy is just trying to survive, you know, the day to day trying to get food. And it is, it's a tough watch. Honestly, it's a really tough watch, obviously, kind of like, um, oh, my goodness, Brian, what's that movie? Um, what? The, I agree with the fireflies. Thank you. Give me the fireflies. You it's kind of like that guy. where it's really, really hard to like really stomach but it is yeah an amazing movie i have not watched obviously it's my plan to watch i just know that it's gonna be a good watch and i'm i'm trying to muster the courage to watch this and just sit down you know no snacks and just a water maybe but yeah. we'll see and some tissues some tissues yeah good lord mm-hmm. yeah it also has a, that lucky 7.77 rating oh geez it does hello jackpot <laughs> hey baby but okay so, I'm doing the last one, right? Do it, Brian. Give it to us. Okay, so this one, everybody knows, but I guess I have to say it. Oh, <laughs> I think the time has has came. I don't know if it came before. Oh, well, they're still the same rating. I don't know. But oh. I guess I have to watch Kage Yusama Ultra Romantic or just a, <laughs> the Love of War series, even though I tried it before and I didn't, like, I was in love with it. It just felt kind of like... It felt good in the way that Spy Family is good, you know? I mean, that's pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. No, but but in a way that I didn't like it. And, but I oh. understand why other people liked it. Okay, you know? interesting. Yeah. So if Spy Family wasn't for me, that's how I feel about Kage Yusama. Wow. But but I guess if the, if the quote-unquote final season before their next season. <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah the attack on titans final season part four type situation um yeah i just i mean i don't know i feel like i don't know because i feel like full out i feel like if you got to be this high um you have to be good and like i know that you don't have to be good whatever whatever but you know full metal alchemist gintama like i feel like if you're right there i feel like it could be universally loved right and so Maybe I didn't give it enough of a try. Maybe I was too harsh on it back then. Uh, maybe my tastes are different now. I don't know. But I don't know. I don't know. It's just kind of a bandwagon. Oh, I got 9.3. Now I have to go watch it. Whatever type shit. But <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I just feel like I want to watch it. Just see what, what compares to Full Metal Alchemist, I guess. I'm interested now. It has piqued my interest. That's fair, honestly. That That's fair. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, that's honestly a fair one, but if you don't like it, you don't like your brain, you know? You don't force yourself to go to the third season just because the third season is where it peaked, and, you know. Yes. Of course, Senpai. Of course. Of course. And here, I don't give any show's ratings, right? I just I put I just put completed, except for one. I gave Monster a 10. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we already had... We knew. We knew. We knew. We knew. All right. I guess with that, Brian, shall we jump into our review of Inuo? Yeah, of course. Do you want to give? Uh, do you want to start us off? I I would love to start us off. So if you guys didn't hear last episode, it's fine. We'll talk about it here. So Inuo, this movie just came out about I want to say a month ago now, maybe maybe two three weeks ago, around there. Um, yeah, about two weeks. Anyway, this story is a little bit after not a, a, not really a little bit. It's after the Heike era. So we have hunters that hunt pretty much Heike treasures. They dive into mm-hmm. the ocean because a lot of the Heike battles happen 
on boats, a lot of suicides happen on boats, you know, stuff like that. So we get kind of in the beginning a visualization of uh, these works, what they're doing, and their job is to hunt um, Heike treasures and uh, find what they can find. Mm-hmm. So in this particular case, we have these men that come to these guys who hunt treasures and they say they're looking for this thing. He's like, we've already been down there millions of times. There's nothing down there. I can assure you that. So they pay them in a good, you know, a good amount of money. And they say, let's go again and check it out. So they go over there and they dive down and they indeed find um, a coffin with uh, some kind of cursed sword. It seems like, right? Because he unsheathes the sword and this huge old slash happens this yes. huge slash this beautiful slash and it blinds the boy splits the dad in half and it seems like these men know what's gonna happen right because they kind of just dug down before anything happens and so the, the dad gets split in half and the boy's blinded it, it's a sad story and then the mom just goes she goes crazy that her husband died her and her son is blind it's unfair so anyhow this sword is pretty important still because you it, it, it's kind of throughout the whole film it's there as well and then after this, you see the boy kind of, um, you know, just walking around blind, kind of like, you know, just mm-hmm. walking around blind. And then it's this is something that I, I liked a lot, Brian, how they visualize the blindness, you know, because it was honestly amazing because obviously everything is just crowded, is like shrouded in this huge fog, except when you hear sounds and sounds are visualized. Barely he can he can you can see horses horses hooves in the fog a little bit and then you can see as he feels stuff as well how it's visualized because he meets a he meets a b-what player a monk Mm -hmm. and he's like oh what's your name and he has this little carving of wood on his necklace because he's like oh you know here it is and he touches it and he can also visualize he can see his name essentially with his fingers that was also done very beautifully and Obviously, these B-Wall players are also blind, apparently. He's like, oh, we're blind, so he becomes a B-Wall player. And this is pretty much the beginning of the movie with this. And then you meet this weird creature, like, dog kind of thing that's just kind of, you know, eating scraps. And, you know, this is, when I first saw it, it's kind of strange. I'm like, what, what is this? Because this movie seemed um, pretty much more or less, you know, wrapped in realisticness in the beginning. Yeah. With that part. But, and then you see this dog thing, and then it grows legs, and then it's copying... Um, the dancers of uh, what were those dancers called, Brian? Any you remember on top of your head? Yeah, so they were doing no dances. No dances, thank you. Yeah. yeah, and so this creature starts kind of copying what they're doing, and then this dad gets super mad and pissed, and he's like, "Get out of here! You're not gonna do anything with that." And because he's always training these two boys on how to dance, uh, you know, the no as well, and this creature's kind of mimicking them, and. Yeah, so this creature's going around doing shenanigans with these weird body parts, and that's pr- and then obviously the Biwa player boy becomes an expert at the Biwa, actually changing his name as well. So that's what we get from that first part, and they meet each other. And this guy, he has a mask. This uh, this this um, we call him Ino. His name is Inu over here in the beginning, but he has a different name as well mm-hmm. later. And mm-hmm. he's like, "You want to see my face behind my mask?" Shows his face, and then. Guess what? He's blind. Like, oh, I can't see. So then he's like, can you play the Biwa? I can play the Biwa. He plays the Biwa, and then they start kind of dancing and playing together. And thus, here we go. That's pretty much the first act of that part. Yes. All right, Brian. Going into this movie, what were you thinking? Uh, Going into it, I thought I was going to get like a real 
because uh, you said that's the first act, right? That's right. And so I feel like during that like first act, I feel like it like, um, I thought it was kind of be more of like the Heike Monogatari yeah. uh, anime series where it's gonna like be more realistic, um, kind of like just be like very centered in like um depicting like this like very like historical setting, mm-hmm. right? To try to keep like not like a faithful ad- adaptation, but like um, uh, just kind of like telling a traditional story. That's how I felt it was gonna be. Right, me too, hundred um, percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so these two become friends. They're going around, and this this guy Inuo doesn't understand what's going on with his body. He has his huge ass long arm, and then he can talk to spirits essentially and so can um so can tomona he can see his father right he can mm-hmm. see his father still and his father's kind of saying hey why'd you change your name i can't find you without your name this is it seems like names are very important in this era obviously because you change your yeah. name a lot when you do certain things certain traits and so he's changed his name now and his father's like, I can't find you no more if you keep doing this, you know. And then he, he tells him that his mother has also passed away. And, you know, it's unfortunate. But, you know, and then, you know, he discovers that maybe he's uh, cursed, perhaps, you know. He's like, am I cursed? Is that what it is? And it seems that he might have been cursed. So the whole point of this now is to pretty much put the hakish spirits that are kind of haunting his body to rest. So... Mm-hmm. The way they do this is they put it to rest in the form of music and theater, a little bit of both. And they tell the story of these forgotten Heike heroes because obviously the Shogun has the stories of a certain amount of Heike people. But he has new ones that they found because this priest found them, right? But, oh, yeah, I didn't mention that there's a priest killer happening yes. randomly, right? Mm-hmm. There's a priest killer happening. No one knows who it is and what's going on. But... The point is they had to appease the spirits by doing uh, music and dance. And it is, uh, frankly, amazing how they do it. It is fucking phenomenal, dude. It's so damn good. Yeah. And also, um, I feel like I feel like this is also kind of the part where we kind of like learn more about like, you know, oh, that's right. And um, just kind of like his family situation, because at first, you know, we kind of see that, like, you know, he was kind of an animal and that's so right. he didn't. Like I didn't think he'd had it, he'd have any family, yep, and that he like randomly found those people who were practicing like the no dances because you know you had the dad who's like really harsh on the two sons, yeah, and it's like you know you got to get this shit right or else you you know you're never gonna do anything blah 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 <laughs> yeah, but it turns out that you know oh it's actually his son right, yeah, and that he wants to like you know now that he's you know kind of like more human esque that he kind of wants to perform and the but. But um, his dad doesn't like him because he's deformed, right? But yeah. he's also like the best that they have there, you know. Even though, he, though he's deformed, yeah. Um, he could he could actually, you know, he's just like a really good performer, yeah. And um, yeah, just kind of like the whole. I think I don't know. I feel like that's the only one thing I feel like they I wanted to be like explained a little bit more is like the relationship between his family and um, um, Inuo. Because I kind of feel like I kind of like missed that a little bit. It kind of took a long time for me to click. Well, in the beginning, you saw that weird pregnancy, right? Where oh yeah, 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 with like the mask. With the mask, yeah. The weird pregnancy happened, and just like this monster being just came out of this woman, 
and they're all freaked out. And I didn't put two and two together until the end of the movie, actually. That yeah, that was, where they yeah. show you the mask again. Yeah, so I forgot about this. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I agree. That's probably the only thing that they could have done a little better. But then again, it's Masaki Yuasa. He does not like to hold your hand, you know? Uh-huh, definitely. Yeah, well, I yeah. think that might be harder with us because, you know, we have even less hand-holding because we're not from <laughs> Japan. That you is know? as true. We don't know the this, this story because, obviously, even, like, the shogun that it's based off of, his name is Ashikage Yomishimitsu, and he was actually the true shogun from 1368 to 1394, which, you know, I would have never known that, you know? Yeah, yeah, so it's kind of harder for us not coming from that culture, which um, it's difficult, but, you know, I feel like... I feel like it does give you clues, but I, for me, it just came all at the end where I feel, I feel like I realized a lot of things that I should have like been catching on to earlier. I think that was a good thing, though, because, uh-huh. I, you know, I don't know if it's just because of my ignorance as well. I didn't catch a lot of it either until the end, but I think the ending just wrapped it up so well that it for me it worked, which is why I was so mind-blown, I think, more than anything else. I wasn't like... Which I think going back now, mm-hmm. rewatching it, it would actually it would be really good. It would be really awesome. Well, yeah, that, I was gonna say that it probably gives it like a, like I think that that what makes this movie interesting to rewatch because you know now that you know kind of like the plot, you 100%. can focus more on other things, right? Yeah. Aside for trying to like put the pieces together, and now you can f- kind of focus like background things or like maybe things that are like subtle, you know? Yeah, exactly. Which is always great for movies. Hundred percent, man. So like, obviously, after they get together, they are doing these dances, and the first song we hear, which for me was a phenomenal song, was the song of Inuo, and it's mm-hmm. called Inuo. There's there's three songs here: Inuo one, Inuo two, and Inuo three. That's what they are. Uh, obviously, the soundtrack in this movie is top notch. It is just these actors are just actual singers, and they are. Fun- I think it's pretty funny how. They actually switched them around where Moriyami Mirai, he is a dancer at heart. He's more of a dancer, oh. a performer. But in this one, he was Tomoma with Tomona, which he was actually just a main singer. And then yeah. Avuchan is a singer and she was Inuo, which was the performer. So that was pretty neat how they switched their roles in the, the show, the movie. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. And so Inuo, the first song you see, you know, it's just like a kind of like a rock song about how Inuo is going to change in front of your eyes. You know, you don't want to miss it. You know, going crazy, a bunch of flames happening. It was it was epic. And that was epic. And the singing was phenomenal. It was like just six minutes of just straight singing, you know, and just seeing everybody kind of getting hyped for it. And then right after this performance on the bridge, after this bridge performance, we get the song Burial Mound of Arms, which is mm-hmm. the first song where, you know, you see Eno had this huge ass, humongous arm and he's singing about uh, what happened in the Mound of Arms. And as he's singing about it, you know, performing everything, everything's great, 100 percent. It's almost done. He's telling the story. Everybody knows about it. You have the people in the background as well. They're they're dancing with him, cheering. It's pretty like an actual concert. Like you see this kid in yeah. the background just dancing, like Inuo was dancing, and like that a rock concert exactly. And then as it's a wrapping up, the hand disappears, turns to a normal hand. So right in yeah. front of right in front of your eyes, he's pretty much losing the quote unquote curse that these Heike spirits have on him. So do you think? Uh... Do you think that was kind of like a hint of all like of like kind of like his strange body 
Um, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Do you think it was a hint to like what he had to do to get rid of it? Yes. You know, because at first, you know, he danced and then he got legs again. Right. And now he's like <laughs> yep. more human. Yep. And, you know, that took him away from that weird dog kind of like creature. And then, you know, he's thinking about like the hikey soldiers losing their arms in the ships. Right. Oh, Where like, yeah, they locked arms. But like instead of, you know, dying with the ship, their arms just kind of all like came out, you know? Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. And then that's when he got the normal arm. Hmm, I never. That's really cool. I feel like this is a good part of the podcast because I, because I feel like you know we're putting things together, right? Yeah, I mean, sure. just every pretty much a performance is meant to like symbolize what the Heike people went through, and because the mm. spirits are haunting him, and he has to put him at peace. And yeah, I, it it works out with his body as well, like you said, it's perfect. It's done really well. Yeah. And, and telling the stories that haven't been told, right? Exactly. And this is based off a novel. I mean, this is one of those things that I can just see the movie being way better than the novel but you know i just because obviously the music and the the singing i, I can see that being better with actual singers anyhow yeah. so obviously after this happens this whole concert happens people are not supporting of this obviously because this guy is dressing up like a prostitute you know being crazy with his biwa playing in a biwa like a weirdo you know it's not how you, it's not how you play a biwa how dare you you yeah. know people are disgusted as you do and yeah, well, okay, Brian, how about you give us some you give us some info here? Um, So, I feel like, if I'm wrong, we have, like, 30 minutes of straight music, right? <laughs> Just a lot, yeah. Because, you know, we get the Inuo kind of, like, setting him up, and then he performs. And then they do another performance right after, right? The whale one? That was... Or am uh, I wrong? No, yeah, well, this is... So, we, like I said, after this, we get a little bit of people's disdain of um, Inuo. And then we mm-hmm. get like the people at the Biwa, at the Biwa convention. They're all mad at him for doing this. And then literally like five minutes later, yeah, we get the whale. Yes. Okay. So I feel like for me, the whale, I think it's definitely out of all the songs, um, it's definitely the um, the creme de the crop. Because I feel like visually, musically, I'm not gonna lie. I'll be 100 percent honest. I wasn't kind of a big fan of the genre they kind of used. Um, like the whole like rock i did enjoy it okay but like i'm not like a very like it's very like glam rocky um a lot of like screeching guitars a lot of scream like kind of like high pitch like falsettos which oh um i thought i thought it worked out don't get me wrong but gotcha it's definitely not my favorite music genre um you know kind of like an english kind of kind of stuff you know sure sure yeah yeah but despite that i feel like this was like um I feel like this scene had like a lot of perfect pacing where like um, I felt like it just kept building and building and building. And like you never like even though the song was kind of like five, maybe ten minutes long, um, this performance, you know, it just continued to rise. And it just like visually stunning the whole like the whole shadow of the lights was the whale or whatever. That's so cool. And um, telling the story of, you know, they're waiting for like a whale to come and rescue them. But the whale never comes and they all end up dying. Yeah. Yeah. and so I feel like that one, I feel like this was, for me, I felt like that was like kind of like the climax of the movie. This is where I truly fell in love as well. Like, so right after that, everybody was getting mad at uh, Tomona and uh, Inuo, you have another Inuo second song playing where it's a mm-hmm. li- it's pretty much the same thing, but he gives you a glimpse of like, if you come to this concert, you'll see his body change in front of your eyes and you won't believe it. And yeah, that was when the whale happens. And 
yeah, the will happens, and then they have the the stomp, stomp, clap, you know, and everybody's yeah. doing that. It's just hype. Everybody's hyped, and yeah, and the visuals that they give you. A lot of people were saying that they didn't like this one, like, and some of their really? people on my anime. No, on my anime, they said a lot of reused shots. And I'm like, as a performance, though, they do a lot of reused things in performance. Like, you know, he was throwing up the, the you know, the, the fire thing in the air and catching it, like, about seven times, maybe. He did it a few yeah. times. And I'm like, I didn't, I, I don't know. I think that was, that was fine. It didn't offend no, me. I thought the repetition was good. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah because i feel like it, you know it was like repetition but i felt like it was like focusing on it and also like um i don't know i just i just felt like it was building in a way it didn't 100%. feel like it didn't feel useless i felt like it was working towards something for me yeah and it was cool how he kept saying like hold on and then everybody kept singing with him like yeah the whale never came and then he finally like fights the whale with that silhouette and it was cool and then his bike is revealed his back is full of like um i get yeah uh, Go ahead, right? Fishy scales. Fishy oh, scales, no, like, yeah. Yeah. And they just blow off his back. And it's pretty mm-hmm. awesome there. And obviously during all this, the O's are like the biggest thing in Japan. Everybody goes to watch those, you know, these little um, also theatrical performances that they do. But now nobody's going there anymore. Nobody gives a shit because they have, you have Inuo, you know, doing this yeah. crazy shit. So you see slowly, but little by little, it's like... It's a big crowd of people, and then you see less and less, and like only like two people now are there watching that performance of the O's. No one's there anymore, and so it's fucking it's crazy how like even I guess modernly that happened with a lot of people. They thought that rock and roll would never get big, and now it's like one of the biggest genres ever. So yeah, and then after this performance though, we get some you know people getting mad at Inuo for existing, and of course um. You get uh, that one father. He's very pissed about it, too. And so they finally... And then, obviously, the Shogun's wife is a very big fan of Inuo. So she's like, why don't they perform at our thing instead of having uh, the O do it, right? So Yeah, yeah. And that's a big deal there. But, of course, with one caveat, he has to reveal his face. And, oof. Which is the only thing that's left to figure of him, right? That's right. Because he has, like, a normal body. Yeah. But... People don't know if he's like extremely beautiful. That's why he's hiding his face, <laughs> yep. or he's extremely ugly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it is. And then, so we finally get to the final performance, which is called Dragon Commander. And oh boy, Brian, this is amazing too. Good lord. Yeah. So at the beginning, then, we get like, go ahead. Oh no no no! You go you go. Just in the beginning, we get like you know the. Him pretty much flying across the lake, you know, beautifully, you know, amazingly. And then... I think your sculpture type. I mean, like, uh, ice ice skating. That's what it was, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And Well, it's weird. I feel like they kept talking about dragons, but I feel like the dragon... Like, what did the dragon mean to you? Because I feel like they mentioned it a couple times, no? They did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe a free spirit, perhaps? Um... Because I know dragons rep- represent some kind of freedom for sure, whether it be like spiritually or just like because kind of Eno was kind of embodying that, I guess. But mm. how about you? What, what do you think of the dragon? Um, I'm not exactly sure. Maybe just because like maybe it's more of a power thing. Like, you know how dragons are always like kind of like the top tier. That's true. Um, Like, you know, kind of like the ruler, kind of like the fruit baskets where like they kind of rule everything else. And like, you know, we have Eno O, who's like the top performer. And like, that's true. Yeah. Um kind of like you know like changing everything and blowing everything up 
Yeah, one hundred percent. Or it could just be a cool visual effect they wanted to do. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, it could have been anything. But mm-hmm. and then right after this, though, we get like some really high pace, like you know, singing here. And then as artists, obviously, there's, there's a bunch of effects here that I don't know how they could have done back in the you know thirteen uh, hundreds, where they have like these awesome LED lights under the <laughs> river. I'm like, okay, well, yeah. <laughs> a little, a little like uh, just like oh, it's a story, you know. Kind of like turning your brain off. That's right. But other than that, yeah, we get that. And then obviously we see uh, the father. He he goes back into the mask again. And then this is when you get a lot of the backstory of the mask. Because you have that crazy looking like Jojo mask, you know, that gives you power. And then you find out that the father that did all this, he knew his father, was um, the one killing all the priests. Because if he kills priests, he gets more, he gets better at O's essentially. And Mm -hmm. So he's the killer the whole time. He's been the killer. And, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of things what get did revealed you... here. Go ahead. So what? Did, why do you think that... Um, okay, so he got killed, right? Yeah. Because he started to ask... Uh, he, he asked the mask for, like, his final wish, just that, to kill Inuo. Yeah. Because, you know, he's ruining his family. He's ruining his legacy, even though he's, like... Even though he is, like, his family and, like, kind <laughs> of, like... Uh, just kind of got rejected by him. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. But, um, so, you know, he made that sacrifice, you know, he sacrificed Inuo as a child. And, um, uh, why do you think, um, Inuo was chosen to get the fame instead of him? Because that, because that's what he wished for, right? Was, was for his fame to become like the greatest, but it it ended up happening to Inuo where he got the stories that were supposed to be, uh, given to him. Oh, Okay, I mean that's not what I got from that, but m- maybe. Oh, what? How did you? How did you think of it? Well, because obviously, yeah, the mask wanted the innocence of that boy. Like, I'll take the innocence of your boy, and then obviously, what saved them was the Haka spirits. The the Haka spirits, like you see, you you see Tomona like kind of go underwater, and then you see the baby getting dissolved into obliteration, to nothingness, and then these spirits save him. Right, so I w- I didn't think that was the mass doing that. I just thought it was another otherworldly force, like the Hague spirits, just saving him. And then with his own power and his own will to live and perform, he did that himself. I don't think that might have anything to do with it. In oh. in my opinion, but yeah. Well, cause like isn't like these stories like important because they were like never told before, right? And that's what kind of like made them, um, that like that's what kind of like brought the popularity because like you know exactly. Everybody knows like the canon of the Heiki, but now he's like kind of fucking it up. Yeah, he's bringing in a story that hasn't been approved. You know, like it's not the official version. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. So okay, I don't. Yeah, that's why I don't think it was the mask because the the father actually did get famous. He became the best dancer ever. Always doing dances. Always for the um the shogun all the time. He was the best performer ever. He was it. But this other boy, just his own prowess. You know, he got the. He got the Hagen spirits to tell him these stories, and he ended up, you know, making coming out of his own. He didn't need any help of that of that mask that his father had. Mm, I thought that was yes. himself. But hey, whatever, you know, that's pretty interesting how we got different things. I like it. Yeah, 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 for sure. And then, yeah, obviously, um, you, yeah, you find out that happens, and then the father's like, "All right, I need you to kill him." He's like, "You want me to kill the thing you gave to me?" And he's just like, "Yes, kill it." And then he's like, "No, well, you can't do that." So and then he blows him up. Yep, he just dies right yeah, there. He's like, "I'm gonna kill you too." And then that's when Inuo's face gets uh 
released. Oh yeah, and he's a beauty. He's a beauty with a bunch of face ma- a bunch of face paint. It's awesome. And yeah, I mean, not, and then after that, I mean, it pretty much is, this wraps it up here, right? It wraps up there, and then we get the aftermath of what happens. And mm-hmm. um, obviously, the shogun is not. He's like, "How about you stop telling these stories? We, we don't need these stories, okay?" And then he's like, "Well, I'm not gonna stop telling them." He's like, "Well, you know, I can kind of kill your guys." And he's like, "Okay, we're not doing that no more then." And uh, I don't think, obviously, I don't think um, Tomona knows about what's happening over there. He doesn't know that the shogun threatened him, so he kind of mm-hmm. feels betrayed, right? Because he's he's not gonna do any more performance like that. He's done with that. And he feels betrayed about it. And he's you see, like, the guards coming out. If you pretty much, if you start doing these dances, telling these Heike stories, you get killed. And so they're going after him. And then he goes back into the Biwa players. And they tell him just, it's okay. Tell him your name is uh, your old name, not your new name. And he's like, no, I refuse. So they're about to kill him. And he just keeps playing. And he ends up yeah. dying. But his final words miss- were, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. You say it. You say it. Never mind. Yeah, his final words that his name is Tomora, which is what his father gave him. Mm-hmm. And that was that was an amazing way to end that that story there. Yes, and he dies, right? He dies, yeah. And it also makes it that Inuo never tells his story and just becomes like, you know, he becomes like super successful, but he's also... um, uh, Like, he forgets everything that he's done to that point. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Yes. And then obviously, though, uh, Tamora doesn't really, his spirit is essentially just trapped. You know, he's kind of in our modern era. You see cars going around and he's like, how long has it been? And because I guess his, his spirit just can't rest because, you know, he's not doing what he wants to do. And then you finally see Inuo and come out of nowhere. He's like, hey, he's like, can you play that Biwa? And. <laughs> yeah, so it, it goes it goes full circle again, and they turn back was, into children. Exactly. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it was it was a beautiful story overall. Uh, is it okay, Brian? You already mentioned one of your favorite things, which is the well. And yes, you mentioned what you didn't like either. How they didn't really. But is there anything else you weren't really a fan of? Something you could they could have changed or any other gripes with it? Um, no, I feel like you know I. I feel like I feel like, you know, the story is kinda hard to describe. If you don't know a lot, I think it's gonna take you more than one try. But I don't yeah. think that's necessarily a bad thing, right? Yeah. Um I think I did kinda wanna know more about like Inu's family, aside from like the little that we got, because most of the time we just got them performing and like they were here and there. Yeah. But I wish it like kinda like focused like it focused it in a little bit more on that. Um okay. I felt like that would be good. But aside from that, uh, n- n- I don't have that much complaints. Oh, well, okay. What about y- you? Yeah, I'm, I'm in your same boat. I mean, I didn't mind that. I thought because, I don't know, I guess for me, just kind of getting everything at the end. Because usually I don't, I'm usually one to not understand a movie or a show really like that well until I watch it again. But this one, I feel like I understood it at the end pretty damn well. He gave every answer at the end. He wraps it up with a nice bow tie at the end, and I really liked it a lot. So I got no complaints about it, like pretty much zero, it, whether it be music performances, the animation. I know some people don't like Masaki Yuasa's kind of art style. Where it looks kind of, you know, um, wobbly 
and it's not like these straight lines, but I think that just adds to the charm of the show. It gives it better movement sometimes, like yeah. this one. Also, also handmade, you know? It gives it like kind of that human quality to it. Exactly, yeah. I agree. So, yeah, yeah I have no complaints there. Well, I guess with that, Brian, final thoughts, or you want to give it a rating? Um, let's give it a rating. All right. You want to start us off, or should I go first? Uh, I can go. Um, so overall, um, I thought what it, um, I was kind of like really wondering, I think there's some questions that I needed to like, like, uh, um, kind of Google a little bit Okay. because you did say that the inspiration for this movie came from a book, right? That's novel. Yeah. Yeah. From a novel. So I kind of want to look up the novel if, um, you know, I kind of want to know more history about it. If it, you know, if this in the world story was like kind of like more like you know, real, or if it was kind of, like, more, like, you know, it was kind of, like, if it was actually found in the canon and stuff like that. Right. Um, which I feel, yeah, it just makes me really interested. I don't know. Which I feel like it does a good job about history. Because, like, um, I don't know. I just really like historical periods. I like learning about Japanese history. Um, I took a theater class um, last, like, a year ago, okay. right? Okay, well, yeah. And uh, one of my favorite subjects were, was no theater. And so I thought it was really cool incorporating wow. and I was able to kind of like see some of the stuff and know a little bit more, like not too much. Um, it's crazy because I think at the end um, they uh, they mentioned that one of the characters was Zimi, Zaimi. I might be mispronouncing it, but uh, essentially like he he was kind of like the Shakespeare of like the Heike Monogatari or kind of like no theater, more more than no theater. Where yeah. he wrote the majority of the canon of No, and he's like regarded like like essentially like he's like Shakespeare, right? Yeah. And so, um, wow, yeah. I didn't know the names, so I'm not sure who it was. Um, but I thought that was like really cool, and uh, I don't know. I think the animation is great. I feel like um, I feel like that whale scene is kind of like it reminded me of like um, God of High School or whatever. Oh, good I feel Lord. like this is what God of High School. You know the you know the part in got out of high school when they started like being in the, in like the the drums and stuff like that yes yeah exactly that's true that shit was pretty epic yeah i feel like it was kind of like it was that but better um, that's true yeah absolutely yeah but i think it was visually stunning um the only thing i didn't kind of like is the music well i like the music i like the performances but the music was kind of like so-so for me wow um, yeah but yeah i think the story was great i don't have really much complaints i think it's a uh, for me, I think it's like an eight. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a fair score. Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously, I'm at the ending of this movie. It, yeah, it said that this is um he was a true performer of the same name Inuo, but it said little was known about him. And I'm like, okay, well, shit. Yeah, I didn't know anything about this at all. I thought, I thought it might have just been straight, straight fiction. To be honest with you. Because mm-hmm. and then apparently it's not because a lot of what he is performing they called it monkey music back in the day because that's oh. a sarugaku in in the 14th century and that's what they called this and yeah I think that's pretty interesting there and obviously I, I'm a big fan of the music I downloaded it already the whole soundtrack on my phone I thought it was really really top notch and oh yeah if you look up here you know on google the recommendation movie is actually my my miracle kind of weird the one i recommended earlier interesting yeah and yeah anyhow yeah this movie was great everything about it visuals the voice acting because they're just singers and they're just singing the whole time so that's top notch for me 
I like the music. Obviously, I, th- I think a little more than you did, but yeah. Yeah, even though it's even it's not my kind of music at all either. None of this. Uh, but I was just entranced throughout the whole time. You know, I got I got popcorn, but I didn't almost didn't eat any of it because I was just so like enchanted by this movie. And yeah, for me, it's an easy ten out of ten. It's it's oh, yeah. a masterpiece level. Uh, Masaki Yuasa did it again. The Madman, he's back again, swinging hard, and this is um, a testament to what he can do. So I, I look forward to more of what he does because this is just it's phenomenal to say the least really yes definitely i feel like more projects from uh you masaki yuasa is definitely like is what the world needs i feel like you know even like if i didn't think it was 10 out of 10 i feel like good like original projects is what, what the world needs right now right absolutely yeah i agree yeah okay well uh, that wraps it up with another beautiful episode of the Anime Fridge. Make sure to check out um, our past episodes. Hit us up, email, Facebook, Twitter, Anime Fridge. Email us at animefridge at gmail.com. Send us thoughts, recommendation, uh, anything at all. Let us know. I am Brian, and that's my senpai, Aturo-chan, and uh, Jenna. Bye, guys. Uh, 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 uh,